0: Please join me in the prayer for illumination found in your bulletin. Lord, open our hearts and minds by the power of your Holy Spirit, that as the scriptures are read and the word proclaimed, we may hear with joy what you say to us today. Amen. A lesson from the Gospel of John. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee He found Philip and said to him, Follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him about whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus, son of Joseph, from Nazareth. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come from Nazareth? Philip said to him, Jesus answered, Did you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Very truly I tell you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. The word of God for the people of God.
1: I'll invite the grown-ups to be seated and any children who are here to come down and join me and Pastor Stacy and Pastor Maggie up here. And if you're worshiping from home, just get a little closer to your screens. We'll have a special moment together. I'm guessing all of us have been home all week in the house, enjoying this snow outside. Come on up. We're so glad to see you. Come on around. I want to congratulate Ben and Alexa on their baptism, and Little Leaf, too. It won't be long before he's big enough to sit up here with us. I'm so glad to see you all. Do y'all like snow? Yeah, I like snow. I think it's really, really beautiful. It's a little cold, but it's beautiful, and it's fun to to sled and to, um, we make snow cream at my house So we get snow and we put it in a bowl and we add milk and sugar and vanilla and it's like ice cream and it's yummy and it's free. So we had a lot of fun with the snow on Sunday night. When I went to bed, the snow had really started to fall. And then when I woke up Monday morning and opened the window, it was so beautiful. And I said to my family, Hey, You have to come and see this. It's so beautiful. Come and see. There is a man named Philip in the Bible story that Mr. Patrick just read for us. He met Jesus one day, and he was so amazed at Jesus and how kind Jesus was and how loving and what a wonderful person he was. He knew there was something really, really special about Jesus. And so he went and told his friend named Nathaniel, Nathaniel, I just met this man named Jesus. You got to come and see. Sometimes things are so wonderful and beautiful. It's hard to describe them. And we just want people to come and see. And Nathaniel met Jesus and he started following Jesus too. Jesus is so wonderful and he loves us all so much. It's hard to put it into words. The best we can do is say, come and see. I want you to meet Jesus too. Let's pray together. Loving God, we thank you for the beauty of nature, for the wonder of snow that we've gotten to experience this week. But more than that, we thank you for the beauty and wonder of Jesus and how much he loves us, and how through him you show us how much you love the world. Help us feel that love and invite other people to come and see and come and meet, come and experience Jesus. In his name we pray, amen. All right, three-, four-, and five-year-olds can go to Children's Church. And if you're older than that, you can go back and sit with parents or friends. And thank you all for listening so much this morning. those of you who have children probably experienced some of the excitement of snow this week. When was the last time that you, grown-ups, were so excited about something, were so amazed by the experience of something, that you just wanted other people to come and experience it too? It's not something that we adults are that good at, usually, We're a little more contained than that. It's hard for us to get so excited about things. But I did remember an experience I had not too long ago. Some of you know I have a group of friends. David and I have some friends that we get together with every year for New Year's. This was our 30th year. Wow, I know. (laughs) To get together. And we usually go to Asheville or somewhere in the mountains. But this year, one of our friends really wanted to go to Dollywood. I've never been to Dollywood, even though I'm a loyal Dolly fan. So we said, yes, let's go. And someone had told us, when you're in Dollywood, you have to try the cinnamon bread. Does anybody know the cinnamon bread? Yay, I'm getting some cheers back there. They bake it like fresh right at the gate, and it's warm. And our friend Bernie was like, I'm going to go get some cinnamon bread. And I was already full of fried chicken and cornbread and all the things. And I was like, I just, I can't do the cinnamon bread. But he goes and he gets it. We're all standing around with our hats and gloves because it was cold. And he takes the first bite, and he's like, oh, my gosh, you have to try this. And so, of course, I had to try it, and I was won over. And I have this picture of all of us gathered around sharing this cinnamon bread. It's funny, I almost said communion bread because there was something about that moment that was filled with grace. It was sharing this wonderful experience together. And these were friends that I had gone to divinity school with, so we were all people of faith. And, and we kind of together acknowledged this feels a little bit like communion. And I was so glad that Bernie had that impulse to say, come and see. And I had that feeling Monday morning when I woke up that I shared with the children, come and see, look at the snow out there. Come and see. That's a phrase that appears several times in the first chapter of John's gospel. Sometimes it's those exact three words. In other places in the chapter, it's the, it's the same idea with different words. It starts with John the Baptist. After Jesus has been baptized, John is standing around with two of his own disciples, or some of his own disciples, and he sees Jesus walk by, and he says, Behold, the Lamb of God. Go and see. It's as if he's saying, go and see. And so two of those disciples go and they start following Jesus. And it's almost comical the way John describes it. It's like following him and Jesus turns around and says, what is it that you're looking for? And they say, Rabbi, where are you staying? And he says, come and see. He doesn't, tell them where he's staying. He doesn't tell them the plan of his ministry. He doesn't tell them what's ahead for him and for those who follow him. He just says, come and see. And they do. And they spend hours with him. And then one of them, Andrew, is so boiled over by who Jesus is that he goes and finds his brother, Simon. And he says, you got to come and see. You have to come meet this person. I think we have found the Messiah. And Simon goes, and he meets Jesus, and he becomes a follower and is renamed Peter. The next day, and this is the story that Patrick just read for us, Jesus is walking along in Galilee, and he finds Peter. I mean, sorry, he finds Philip. And he says to Philip, follow me. And after spending time with Jesus, Philip goes and finds his friend, Nathaniel. And he says to Nathaniel, you got to come and see. You've got to come and experience this person. I think we have found the one about whom Moses and the law told us, the Messiah. So this little episode is an opportunity for us to think about what it means to come and see Jesus. What it means to be called, to experience Jesus as these first believers did. In this season of Epiphany, Epiphany is all about Jesus being revealed in the world. So we hear a lot of the stories from early on in Jesus' ministry and how people discovered who he was. As a church, we have considered the theme, we're considering the theme in this season of call and what it means to be called by Jesus and to follow Jesus. So this story with Nathanael gives us a chance to dive a little deeper into into one man's experience of call and to see how perhaps we can see ourselves in Nathanael and in his encounter with Jesus. We don't know much about Nathanael. In fact, the name Nathanael only appears in John's Gospel. In the first chapter right here, and in the last chapter, he's named as Nathanael of Cana as one of the disciples to whom Jesus appears in his resurrection. That's all we know. Now, if you compare the list of the 12 apostles with all the Gospels, they don't all agree. But if you look at those lists, it's, it's probably likely, perhaps, that Nathaniel is also known as Bartholomew. Philip and Bartholomew appear a lot together. So we can assume this is Nathaniel forward slash Bartholomew. But beyond his being from Cana, all we know about him is in this little story. So Philip comes to him and says, you got to come and see. We have found the one about whom Moses talked about in the law, the son of Joseph from Nazareth. And did you hear what Nathaniel said? Can anything good come out of Nazareth? So Nathaniel's revealing himself, Maybe as a bit of a skeptic. Maybe as someone who has some prejudices, some preconceived ideas about people or certain groups of people or people from Nazareth. I mean, it might be like me saying, can anything good come out of Chapel Hill? Sorry, it's a bad day to bring up basketball. Anyway, maybe Cana and Nazareth were rival towns and they just had this joke about each other, who knows? but we see that nathaniel has some biases that he's dealing with but philip just says come and see and so nathaniel encounters jesus and as he's making his way toward jesus jesus speaks first he initiates the conversation and he says here comes an israelite in whom there is no deceit he already knows nathaniel and Nathanael is bowled over. How do, you, how do you know that about me? How do you know me? And Jesus said, I saw you long before Philip went to get you. I saw you under the fig tree. So Nathaniel, in that moment feels seen. And he feels known. Even in, the, in his prejudices and all that he brings with him, he feels known and welcomed by Jesus. And there's something curious here. This, I saw you under the fig tree. And the way that Philip described Jesus as the one that Moses and the law talked about. It makes me wonder. It makes me curious. This is just my wondering and imagination. My commentaries were locked up in the church all week, so I didn't have access to them. So someone's probably said this before. But I'm wondering if John is trying to tell us that Nathaniel really was a student of the law. The fig tree is often a metaphor for the Torah. And I wonder if Nathanael, under the fig tree, was one who had really dived deep into the law. And Philip knew that if he told Nathanael that Jesus was the one that the law and Moses had told about, that this would help to win Nathanael over. But here now, Nathanael is meeting Jesus. He's meaning a person, God in the flesh, not just in the pages of the law. And when Jesus sees him and names him and knows him, and I think loves him, Nathaniel responds with his whole heart, You are the Son of God. You are the Messiah. He's the first in the Gospels to proclaim it like that. And then he and Philip and Andrew and Peter start following Jesus and we're off and running in the Gospel of John. So I'm wondering, can you see yourself in this story of Nathaniel? I know I see myself. I know that I'm someone who carries around some preconceived ideas about people or groups of people or, and I know that God sees those two. And I know enough in my walk with Jesus to know that part of the work he does in me is to break those prejudices open, not by reading about things, but about experiencing people and being in relationship. Nathaniel had his whole idea about Nazarenes and what they were like blown apart by experiencing Jesus. And I think we, too, if we step out in faith and become followers of Jesus, we'll find those preconceived notions about people, those boxes that we put people in, including ourselves, busted wide open. I see in Nathaniel this, if, as I imagine, he was a student devoted to the law, attachment to the law, to rules, to certainty. I see that in myself. It's so much easier to have a list of things we should do and not do, of beliefs we should sign on to. But we follow a person. We follow God made known to us in a person. We don't follow a set of beliefs or a set of doctrines All Jesus says is, follow me. He doesn't promise the road of certainty. He doesn't promise answers. He doesn't promise an easy, comfortable life. He says, come and see and follow me. And Nathaniel was willing to give up all his preconceived notions, to throw out the rule book he thought he knew and understood, to give up on certainty and all the answers and step out in faith. You know, over the past few weeks, with these wonderful videos that our own Mac Perkle has produced about our church, we've been, we've been giving a little push to encourage our members to invite people to church, to have an invite a friend to church Sunday, invite someone to, to come and see. But this story about Nathaniel really pushes that question for me. What is it that we want people to come and see When I talk about my church, when I talk about my faith, what is it that I want people to come and see? Do I want people to come and see our our beautiful sanctuary and stained glass windows? Because, wow, it's beautiful, stunning, sacred space. Do I want people to come and hear the liturgy and and hear the amazing choir that's so amazing? We got both of them together today. It's wonderful. Do we want people to come and, and meet the amazing People and to experience all the good programming we have. Yes, yes, and yes. But at the heart of it, what do we really want people to come and see? Philip wanted Nathaniel to come and see God in the flesh. I can't put it into words. I can't define him. I can't put him in a box. I can't write him all down on a piece of paper. You just have to come and experience him. Come and enter into a relationship with God through Jesus. That, my friends, is what we want to invite people to come and experience. And that's hard because it takes things out of our control. We're not inviting people to come to church so they'll come and agree with us or act like us or vote like us or agree with us to our set of doctrines. We want to invite people into this beloved community to experience the grace and love of God, to be seen and known and received and accepted and invited to follow. And it's an adventure for all of us. We don't know where Jesus is leading us but we can trust that he goes before us. And so, my friends, can we hear the the call again this morning? It's being issued to each and every one of us by name, by a God made known to us in a person. Can you hear it? He says, come and see. Follow me.